All right, everyone, welcome to today's podcast. We're talking about how to manage your hunger so that you can lose weight. You have to manage it, I believe. What a lot of people do, the big mistake, is they try and starve themselves to lose weight, right? They try and eat as little as possible. Um, really, in essence, they want to be hungry, right? Deep down, most dieters associate the hungrier they are, the faster the weight loss is going to be. Um, rarely is that the case because when you get really hungry, you tend to overeat ultimately, and that ruins all the weight loss. So um, you really want to have a strategic approach to managing your weight or managing your hunger because if you can manage your hunger and keep it at a comfortable level, then you can eat in a way where you lose weight. But if you get yourself too hungry, it's very difficult. So what we like to do in Program Yourself, then we use the hunger scale. And you can think of it as a scale from 0 to 10, zero being absolutely starving, 10 being absolutely stuffed. And what you want to do is you want to get yourself somewhere to a three, four, five early in the day and ride that out all day long. You know, so again, it, I'm giving you generalities here. So you have to figure out what works for you, but um, you do not want to be at a zero, one, two. You don't want to be starving. You don't want to try and not eat breakfast, try not to eat lunch, and then think you're going to not eat much for the rest of the day either. Because what's going to mostly happen is you won't eat breakfast, you won't eat lunch, you'll get so hungry that you way overeat afternoon and the evening. Okay, and so we don't want to do that. We don't want to be way off balanced, our hunger, you know, really hungry, and then we way overeat, and then we try and starve ourselves again, and then we way overeat. That's not the way to do it. What we want to do is we want to relax ourselves, calm ourselves down, and manage your hunger is a big part of that. You know, I can tell you for me personally, and I sit in front of you as someone who's managed to stay at the exact same weight for 30 years, one little blip, um, and the way I've done it is not by being hungry all the time, it's by mastering and managing my hunger. And so I get to a comfortable level of feeling satisfied, and I ride that out all day long by eating strategically. Okay, so this is what you want to do. And so to figure it out, you've got to figure out how to eat for yourself. Structuring your eating is one of the most important parts of making this happen. If you're just eating all over the place, just randomly day and some days you eat breakfast, some days you don't, sometimes you eat lunch, sometimes you don't. If you don't get some structure to how you're eating, you're never going to figure out what satisfies your hunger the most and how to eat so that you strategically are feeling satisfied and reducing your calories. And that's the, the royal road to mastering your weight is being able to feel satisfied physically and keep the calories lower. And you can absolutely do this. So just to drive this point home, um, I know I'm going to guess most dieters, you know, they start that Monday and they're drastically reducing their calories and they're getting themselves way hungry. Um, understand that your willpower that you're intending to use to get yourself not to eat requires glucose. It requires energy from food. So it's a bad strategy to try to starve yourself to lose weight because the very thing you're using to keep yourself from eating gets depleted the less you eat, right? So again, the typical way I like to think about it is that your hunger usually starts at its lowest point when you wake up and your willpower at its highest point when you wake up. And if you don't eat all day, most people kind of try and ride this out. And right around two o'clock, the hunger is now higher and the willpower is disappearing. And this is where things fall apart. So again, you want to be strategic and keep yourself out of that scenario by waking up and again, whenever you decide when your first meal is going to be, pay attention to the hunger. Do not let yourself get too hungry. When you are starving, you are working against every cell of your being. You're working against all of your sensory organs. I mean, your ears can hear, you know, packages being opened. Your nose can smell food cooking from miles away. Your senses get really hyper fixated on food when you're really hungry. So that is not the path. We don't want to get obsessed with food and try not to eat it. We want to manage our hunger so that we feel comfortable and we're able to reduce what we typically eat. That, that's the secret. What's up, Andy? Um, so I hope this helps you out. Keep this in mind and really give this some thought. And the first step to it is really realizing how hungry you typically get yourself to try and lose weight and realize that this is throwing you way off balance. And you want to approach this with a holistic approach to mastering your weight. And the foundation of that holistic approach is to feel some stability under you, feel some calm relaxation. Because when we get starving, not only do all our senses and our cells scream for food, but our brain starts thinking real weird thoughts. You know, I can tell you, there have been plenty of times when I've been really hungry, then my mind will say, if I don't eat something, I'm going to die. Now, I know it's silly, but in that moment of when we're really feeling hungry, we start thinking crazy. And that is not the way of thinking that's going to get you the results you want. The way that's going to get the results you want is when you have a firm foundation under you and you feel balanced and calm.
So take this into account and let it be, you know, the foundation which would you build upon your weight loss success. Um, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask me. I see a couple of questions already. I will get to those in the order they were asked. Let me get to them. TikTok's still showing me. <laughs> they used to just put the questions on, and now they got every little thing that happens they're shown. Um, why do people say starv starvation mode is a thing when I was rexia once, and of course I lost weight? Um, yeah, I don't know why they say that. I mean, it is to a certain degree. You know what I mean? Like, I make videos like this all the time where I say, listen, if you're overweight, it's because you're overeating. Most people say, no shit. You know, no kidding. But then there's other people say, you're full of shit. Uh, what about hormones? You know, what about, you know, thyroids and stuff like this? Yes, those things do impact your weight loss in the short term. At the end of the day, though, in the long term, what's impacting your weight the most is the calories you're consuming. Okay, I'm not saying that there aren't other, you know, starvation mode, thyroid issues, hormones, insulin resistance. These are all real things, but ultimately it's the calories you're consuming on average, you know. And so, yeah, there's I mean, think about it. If starvation mode was real, no one would starve to death. That, that, that's again in the short term it's real if you drastically cut calories out of nowhere your body will hold on to the calories and it will slow your metabolism down as much as it can okay but it's still going to have to burn calories you know what i mean and so again there's just so much bullshit with the weight loss industry you know and, and the reason i say this is because if you believe in starvation mode now again i don't think you should drastically cut your calories down I, I don't think that makes sense. That was the whole point of what I was just talking about. I think if you drastically cut your calories down, you may lose weight, but it's not going to be sustainable. All right. And so again, we're, what I'm talking about here is a holistic, um, comprehensive approach to not just losing weight, but being the best version of yourself. I want to make that clear. This isn't just about losing weight. This is about living at your goal weight as the best version of you. But yeah, starvation mode, long term, it's not real. Short term it is though. Okay. Um, what are your thoughts on a 15, nine intermittent fast? Um, you know, my thoughts are this, that if it works for you, knock yourself out. Um, 15, nine for a lot of people might be a lot. For some people, it might feel great. Hey, what's up, Vicky? Um, I can tell you me personally, I, 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 fat, I don't call it intermittent fasting. You know, what we call in the programs, I call it nighttime fasting. You know, why? Because I started doing it 30 years ago. There was, I didn't know about any intermittent fasting back then, but I knew that I was snacking every night before I went to bed. And so I wanted to get rid of that habit. And I started to look at it like I wanted to get the longest window I could get between when I was going to go to bed and when I stopped eating. And so I eventually worked myself up to pretty much stop eating around six, seven o'clock at night. I wouldn't eat until the next day, seven, eight o'clock-ish, you know? So 12, 13 hours. But I never went into it with all the, the intermittent fasting bullshit, which is like, oh, you gotta do 16 hours or it doesn't count. You know, all the good stuff happens in those last two hours. Bullshit. It's just another strategy to reduce calories by compressing your eating window, okay? And so you don't have to do 15 hours. You don't have to do 16 hours. If like, you know, you, you sleep for eight hours and you eat right up until bedtime, I'd start with going from eight hours of not eating because you're sleeping to nine hours. Nine hours gets comfortable, 10 hours. I will say that when I, the, the, having that window of time, you know, if I stop eating around six, seven, I go to bed 10, 11 o'clock, you know, that, 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 what is that? Four or five hours of not eating feels great. It, I think it's good for the body to take a break from eating. You know, and so when I first started doing it, it made my sleep way better. I slept way better. I used to be a shitty sleeper. I'd be really hot. I'd toss and turn all night. And when I gave myself a break before I went to bed of eating, I slept way better. And so I think it is, I do think intermittent fasting is legit in the sense that we're not built to eat all day long. Like we've never done that. And so I think we just now have normalized it. But again, intermittent fasting, I like it. It's, it's can be part of your strategy but in and of itself, it's not going to fix things for most people long term. You know, it's just it's one tactic. You need a comprehensive approach to master your weight. I don't care what anyone says. I believe that. But again, intermittent fasting, I think it'd be part of that. And I think it makes a lot of sense because I think giving your body a break, digestion is a huge use of energy in your body. So to give your body a break, um, I think is a wonderful thing to experience. So again, I like to reframe a little bit. But So 159 is great. But again, it ultimately matters. If you hate doing the 15 hours, don't do it. Okay. If, again, if you're starting at eight hours, you just slowly work up. Again, the, the problem with the diet, the weight loss industry, more than anything, is this like overcorrection, right? You haven't been doing anything, and I was like, okay, now I'm going to do this crazy thing, and people just do too much too soon. I feel like a lot of times. Um, how are you doing, Bailey? 
hypnosis today. I want to be thin. Can goal weight be a range or is your brain looking for one number? That's a great question, Bailey. Um, I Okay, so let, let me back that up because I know some people don't like the word thin. I was one of those people for a while. I found it, it's the best word that I've found. Um, but let me let me define what it means. Thin to me is you at your goal weight. So thin is not a BMI chart. It's not a number a doctor told you. You get to decide what you want to weigh. And so whatever your goal weight is, thin is your ability to live at that weight that you've decided. Now, what's your goal weight? I would suggest that your goal weight is the weight that gives you the best quality of life, that makes you the happiest, the healthiest, gives you the most energy, gives you the best quality of life that you can achieve. And so I would suggest, first off, give your weight more meaning. Make sure it is genuinely. I find a lot of people choose a goal weight that's kind of arbitrary. Because, I, again, it costs a lot to work with me. And I'll say, what is your goal weight? They'll tell me. I say, why do you want to weigh that? They'll say, uh, I don't know. That's what I weighed when I was 20. That's what I weighed when I got married. That's what I weighed when I lost weight on Weight Watchers 20 years ago. And it's just a number. And it's like you have to give that weight more meaning. It's got to become more meaningful to you. And so that's the first step. Does it need to be a specific number? You can think of a specific number if you want, but a range is fine too because your weight always fluctuates. You don't just stay at one number. My weight can fluctuate. I've seen the most in 24 hours, about five pounds. But on average, it can fluctuate one, two, three pounds easily. So I think you can pin it to a specific number if you want. I would suggest making it a weird number, right? If you've been saying X amount of pounds for the last 30 years, please change it by at least a pound. And again, I'd take a step back and really evaluate if that's really a number and what the meaning is. But that's a conversation for a different day. But at least change the number because you probably associate that number you've been saying for 30 years with failure at this point. So at least change it by one pound is different. But does it have to be one number or a range? I'm going to I'm gonna leave that with you. Test them both out and see which one kind of resonates best for you, okay? And see which one is, is most motivating, all right? But that's a great question. I'm, so I'm glad you're thinking about that. Um, hello, Krim. Reese says, I usually do a hard workout during my fast. All right, so you're trying to lose as much weight as possible, right? It's like, I don't know, the, the, the working out on a fa- fasted working outs. Hey, I don't knock anything. You know, to me, it's like program yourself into diet agnostic, workout agnostic. You do whatever you want to do. I'll help you do it. Um, I do think that, you know, you should figure out what works best for you, not just in terms of weight loss, because everything that I'm talking about here is not about losing weight. It's about living at your goal weight forever. So I don't give a shit. If you have a master plan to lose 30 pounds this month, that's not sustainable. I don't give a shit. I don't think that's worth anything. I'm only concerned with strategies that are long-term. You know, there's nothing worse than losing weight and then putting it all back on. It's so, it's so demoralizing and discouraging and frustrating. So I only care about things that are long-term. Um, if you can do long-term fast and then work out during those fasts and you're getting the results you like and you enjoy that process, great. If you don't like that process, folks, you don't have to do that. You know, again, we we lose our minds when it comes to weight loss a lot of times. And it's like, oh, you lost weight. How'd you do it? And then we think we have to do it exactly like they did. I think that's 180 degrees the wrong way. I think you really need to build your plan around you. You know, again, program yourself then. One big part of the program is your weight mastery blueprints, mindset blueprint, lifestyle blueprint, eating blueprint. And I give you a 60 page workbook, fill in the blank that you fill in. Again, I give you the, the basic ideas, but you've got to fill in the blanks with your own personal experiences, situation. You know, you have to customize what you're going to do to you. And I think rarely do we get that with weight loss, right? It's always just follow this plan, you know, and just jump into it. It's it's metaphorically what people do is kind of trying to fit a square peg into a round hole the whole time. You're trying to follow plans that aren't built for you, that don't resonate with you, that you don't want to do. And you wonder why you can't stick with it, you know? So again, at the end of the day, ultimately, the best plan is the plan that you're going to do that's resonated and built around you. Hi, Ms. Independent. How are you doing? I am doing great. I'm having a good day. A little tired, but I'm having a good good news about my foot. It's healing up, so I'm excited. Um, Yo said, I'm so lucky that I found you. Thank you. You are welcome, Yo. You are lucky. <laughs> I really, I always think that again. I always joke that it's, this is no place for false modesty. I, I really, I've got the secret sauce when it comes to weight mastery. I, I just, I've come at this with a completely unique path. I was thinking that today, not to just like... <laughs> <laughs> I'll pat myself on the back, but it, it's been hard. You know, I've been doing this personally for 30 years and professionally for 20 years. It, 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 it's been hard. I've been really blazing my own trail. <laughs> I was there building myself up, but, but it's true. I mean, like very few people talk about weight mastery, right? That's the first thing I veer off from 99% of weight loss because I don't give a shit about weight loss. I don't care if you lose weight. I care that you can maintain that weight loss and live at your goal weight for the rest of your life on near autopilot. 
doesn't give a shit. It, what, water fast, cutting keto, intermittent fasting, all this this overcorrection shit that you do for a, a couple of weeks or a month and lose a little bit of weight and can't keep it up. I don't care. I don't want to talk about that. I'm all about mastering your weight. I want you to get to your goal weight and live the rest of your life there on near autopilot, which takes a completely different strategy and approach, as you can imagine. The strategy to lose weight as fast as possible and the strategies to keep that weight loss going for as long as possible are two totally different things. And no one ever talks about weight mastery because you've been conditioned to think about your weight loss in short-term time frames, instant results. If it's not instant, you're not interested and motivated. And that is the problem. Your, your obsession with fast results is the thing that's keeping you stuck because as obsessed as you are with fast weight loss, how much weight you lost last six months, the last year. If it's a zero or you've put weight on, you might want to consider that you need a different approach and that the fast weight loss that you're obsessed with isn't actually fast weight loss. It's no weight lost, right? Let's take the most extreme fast weight loss there is. is probably water fasting. So if you water fast for a month and lose 25 pounds and then put it on the next month, is that fast weight loss or is that no weight loss? And let's compare that to the weight loss that doesn't motivate you at all. How about you lose two pounds a month? Boo-hoo. <laughs> but it's so easy. You could do it forever. It's just simple, simple little tweaks that you do that you hardly even notice. And you lose two, uh, two pounds. You say, ah, shit, that's nothing. And the next month, it's two pounds, though. Okay, well, it's only four pounds. It doesn't matter. Well, now it's next year at this time, and it's 24 pounds down, but it's easily maintainable, doing hardly anything. You know what I mean? Like, again, people overestimate how much weight they can lose in a month and underestimate how much weight they can lose in a year. So, anyways. Um, Krim, what if I'm at a healthy weight, but I want to reach a weight that is considered underweight? Well, my question for you is why? You know? Uh, healthy weight, unhealthy weight, underweight, you know, these are things that ultimately why, you know, again, I always suggest, cause, and this is a great conversation in my opinion, what should your goal weight be? I think that's crazy that no one can answer that. Maybe you start, maybe you look at a BMI chart, right? How you decide what your weight is. Cause what people do that I see a lot, they pick their weight as if it lives in a vacuum. Okay. So they pick a weight that they're, cause listen, your weight is just a reflection of how you habitually eat and live. And I see a lot of people picking a weight way down here and they're not willing to live and eat this way. And so if that's the case, why keep picking that weight? You have to understand that your weight has to, you have to take into account how you have to achieve that weight. And you might want to figure out a weight that resonates with how you want to eat and live your life. Right? But if you want to be underweight, again, I don't know why. I'm not judging it. I'm, I, I genuinely mean, I don't know why. Or you say, because I've been in that boat. I said, well, if I'm underweight, I read a study. Oh, they do mice and the underweight ones were the healthiest and lived the longest. Because I want to be underweight. What's considered normal and underweight. So that was a motivation for one point. I've since let go of that. And I think being normal weight for me, being underweight, I don't, I don't want to live that way. You know, so I like being right at my normal weight. BMI wise right now, I take that into account, but there's a lot of context to it. So again, I think you need to give your weight more context, not just picking a number. And then I think that'll kind of resolve a lot of those types of things. Because listen, at the end of the day, you get to choose your weight, you know, but I'll tell you again from, I don't work with, with eating disorders. I work with people that are overweight. They want to lose weight, know what they should do. Can't get themselves to do it. I help them do that. that that's my specialty. But since being on TikTok for last year, you know, I get people with eating disorders. And so, um, one thing I find is that they're they're almost the worst at this, just picking a weight as if that number on a scale, that size is going to make them happy. And I don't find that to be true. I don't think that money and weight are very similar in the sense that they're means to an end. The, the money, the weight in and of itself does not make you happy, right? If you got to like rob senior citizens to be rich, you know what I mean? That's a low quality of life, even though you got lots of money. If you got to starve yourself and everyone's worried about you and you're really sickly and unhappy, but you're at a low weight, that doesn't, that you're not, not going to make you happy. So again, I always suggest the best way I think to get to the goal weight is saying, which weight gives you the best quality of life? Which weight am I, me at my best, me living at my best, what weight is that? And giving it more context. Which weight and way of eating and living gives me the most energy, the most mental focus, the clarity, um, you know, the, the balanced moods, you know, all of these things, you know? Um, Bailey down 55 started down 55 started. What's that mean? You've down 55 pounds so far. 
clarify that for me. Lucky Salem says, I'm five feet two. I was told for my height, 108 pounds is perfect. So for years, I was 108. I know. That's what I mean. Like, like I, I was told. And again, I'm not knocking this, but I just, it's, it's a fascinating thing. Because, again, I've done over, over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. And what you come to realize is that a lot of times people don't really have much depth of meaning or understanding of something that they're obsessively focused on, right? So, for example, it's, I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. Well, what do you want to weigh? Um, I want to weigh this. Why? Uh, someone told me I should weigh that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, it's like, well, is that, is that the weight that you're happiest at? Is that, that the, again, can we give it more context? Because the more context and meaning you give your goal weight, the more motivation there's going to be to achieve it. If you just, I just want to weigh X amount of pounds because someone told me to. For a lot of people, not it worked for you, Lucky Salem, but for a lot of people, that's not enough motivation. Oh, the doctor said I should be in this range. Well, that's probably not going to be enough motivation for you. So again, take some time and now think about it. Oh, but now I binge. <laughs> I missed that part. So there you go, right? So th this is what I mean. Again, I don't think what I find a lot, this is from the diet culture, is that the diets are always fixating us on the outcome that we want. I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. But we never focus on the process. You know, I just want to lose weight. Just tell me what to do. What about water fasting? Okay, well, I know you want to lose weight, but water fasting stupid because it's a temporary, temporary weight loss. You know, so it's like if you're if you're binging, if you're starving yourself to be at a certain weight, there's no context. You're not looking at the big picture. Again, I would suggest the goal weight is the weight that makes you the healthiest, the happiest, gives you the best quality of life. You know what I mean? When you start giving it more criteria than just a number on a scale, size on a clothes, I just don't think that's enough meaning. And I think when you start saying like, like why do I want to weigh what I weigh? I want to weigh what I want to weigh because I believe it makes me the healthiest and it's going to give me the best chance to live as long as I can. I think while I'm alive, it gives me the best quality of life. I'm the most energized, most focused, most clear-headed. I'm the most flexible, um, mobile, the best stamina. I don't have to carry this weight around so it's good for my joints. I like eating the way I eat so it nourishes my body. I love living the lifestyle I live because it's exciting and I keep getting better and better and better. And it's a personal development process for me. So there's all this, again, I like to say, take your weight loss, wrap it in personal development, make it more than just losing weight, make it about becoming the best version of you possible. You know, so what's important to you in your life, relationships, making money, being successful, achieving things, how can you eat and live and how does your weight tie into that? Do you know what I mean? But it's not just a weight of how you look. It's about how you're living, how you're eating, how you're fueling the body, how you're thinking about all this stuff as you move forward, you know? Um... Oh, here's that Bailey down 55 over kept off three years getting slightly and found you hypnosis is the missing piece yo that's great yeah well Bailey you're smarty see because again a lot of people I get on these all the time people have lost weight and now they're freaking out which is the norm don't you understand folks 95% of people that lose weight on a diet put it back on so it's like it, the losing weight's hard right but the keeping it off is, is a million times harder for most people and it's because they never focus on it if you're honest with yourself, you've got two mindsets. You've got your overweight mindset. Like if you're not thinking about food at all, just the way you live and eat keeps you overweight, okay? But then you get really upset and pissed off about your weight. And what do you do? You go into diet mode. And you've got overweight mode, diet mode, overweight mode, diet mode. And people diet themselves right down to their goal weight. But what are you going to do? You've got two modes, overweight mode, diet mode. You don't have no thin and healthy mindset mode. You never focus on that. Again, I always say this, but like the fastest way to trigger a dieter is losing weight. is say, what are you going to do once you get to your goal weight? They get very upset. I'll figure it out, Jim. I'll figure it out when I get there. No, you won't. No one does. So it's like, again, we program yourself. Then we start. We start with the maintenance plan. We start by building the maintenance plan right from the beginning. Because who gives a shit if you can do crazy stuff to lose weight that you can't keep up? What is the point? Just so you live in the glory days and talk forever about how you got to this goal weight for one day? <laughs> it's, it's weird when you really think about it. Um, Stella says, I think for me, a number like 15 pounds will red problem areas. Well, it's great. Again, I give it more meaning than that. You know, um, listen, here's the thing, right? If, if, if you've been saying to yourself, and again, I don't know if you've been saying this, Stella, but I'm just, I want to make a point because people do this all the time. If you've been saying to yourself for like 10 years, I just want to lose 15 pounds so I can get rid of the problem areas. If you've been saying that and it hasn't happened, do something else. That's not working. Motivation is actually very simple, right? I'm going to make some of you mad, but I'm just going to say it. You weigh what you want to weigh. You weigh what you want to weigh subconsciously. And if you have been struggling with your weight for a while, you think you really want to lose weight, but I'm telling you, you do not. You weigh what you want to weigh. 
And you wish you'd lose weight. You think about all the time you wish it had happened, but you don't really want to want to lose weight. And so, again, even problem areas is probably not enough motivation. Now, if this is the first time you've thought that, then give it a shot. Maybe it is. But if you've been thinking about losing 15 pounds to get rid of the problem areas for the last five years, 10 years, that's not going to work. It, it doesn't work. You tested it. You tried it. It doesn't work. Do something else. Give it more meaning. Find a different motivation. Find a different goal. Again, I believe that most people's first challenge of losing weight is to get motivated. And the biggest mistake you're making is you think you're super motivated to lose weight. And so you say, I've done everything. I've done everything I can to lose weight. And it never comes off. When, when in reality, no, you haven't. No, you haven't. You're not that motivated. You're not really trying that hard. And that's why you're not losing weight. <laughs> I'm not here to bullshit you. I'm just here to be honest with you guys. Because I'm glad your foot is healing. Me too. I'm so excited to get to get off. Wear regular shoes. and go for walks. I'm so excited. It's been hard. Six weeks, it's been hard. And I'm thankful it's healing <laughs> sorry if you've already gone through it but can you please explain your weight loss program um yeah that's i love talking about that program yourself then um uh, the, the most comprehensive weight weight mastery program on the planet no doubt about it um there's a couple different pieces to it so the core piece i always say is the program yourself then technique this is a one two minute self-hypnosis technique i teach you that allows you to program your subconscious mind so that you do the things that you know you should do to weigh what you want to weigh Again, your problem is not that you don't know what to do. It's that you don't know how to get yourself to do it. So that's the most important piece, in my opinion. Next is the weight mastery blueprints. You create your own custom blueprints to your own situation. Mindset, lifestyle, eating blueprints customized to you that you tweak and optimize and follow to live at your goal weight for the rest of your life. So this is a customized plan based on you. And then there is the pieces that support all that. So the first piece is the hypnosis. So as I said, I want to help you create a thin and healthy mindset. I think that's the most important piece of the weight loss puzzle. It's the most neglected one. No one's out there showing you how to think like a thin, healthy person. Everyone's just telling you what to do. Every diet is just telling you what to do. Every single diet and workout is all the same because they're all telling you what to do and they never show you how to get yourself to do it. So here you sit knowing what you should do and 24 hours a day wondering, what the fuck is wrong with me? How come I can't do it? Why can't I stick to a plant? Why do I keep eating that way? Why don't I eat the right thing? What's wrong with me? And you're obsessively thinking like that, which you don't realize is actually self-hypnosis. You are your own best or worst hypnotist and you're constantly programming yourself to stay stuck because you're constantly focusing on the problems that you keep doing. Now, again, you think you're gonna have some cognitive break that's gonna fix everything, but you're not. You keep programming yourself. Why do I keep eating over overeating ice cream? Why do I keep eating pizza? Why can't I do right things? And so what you think regularly probably has the biggest impact on your weight. And so once you learn how to program yourself, you can change that. Once you know what to do that's customized to you, it's even easier. And then supporting you is hypnosis sessions. Hypnosis is very powerful as a support system. And so every day, it's an eight-week program. You, it's, I deliver it to you through your phone. I know every morning you're going to wake up and look at your phone. You're going to have a message from me. You click on it. It brings you a five-minute hypnosis session in the morning. So every day for eight weeks, you listen to a five-minute hypnosis session. Each one's different. Each one has a weight loss mantra in it. So every day for eight weeks, you start your day relaxed, calm, centered, focused, hearing positive, encouraging things. And then at night, you get another message. It's for a sleep gnosis session. That's a 10-minute session you listen to at night. There's two versions of it. One has a countout, so you can listen to it and then go about the rest of your evening stuff you do. The other one has no countout, so you can listen to it right before you go to bed and then just fall asleep. In these sessions, you get one a week for eight weeks. You listen to the same one each night for, the, for during the week. And this program's in a core weight loss mantra. And so what happens is at the end of eight weeks, you've got 67 weight loss mantras deep in your subconscious mind. So it helps you think like a thin and healthy person. There's a bunch of bonuses as well. But then the other key piece, if you choose to do the coaching version of the program, is you get to work with me uh, twice a week for eight weeks. That's the most valuable piece of the program. Uh, it's 25 grand to work with me privately. And you can do that. It's $1,000. It's a group program. I keep it small so I can actually work with you. We just got done with a call a little while ago. And that's probably the most value I can offer you. But the system itself is, is tremendous. And um, I think you'll be hard-pressed to find anything like it. Certainly, it's the number one hypnosis program on the planet. Um, not only is it all those hypnosis sessions I told you, but there's a library with another 25 sessions, hypnotic lap band, emotional leading. I mean, it's just up and down hypnosis, uh, more hypnosis than you'll ever get in any other program. And again, I, I don't mean to say this to disparage my, my hypnosis colleagues, but 
if you ever see a weight loss hypnosis program that's like three sessions you're gonna listen to that is not going to change your weight long term okay i promise you um so you know and again i, I have trainings in the program take you through the entire workbook every single question that there's supplement training so it's a robust program um that goes in it but let me say this to anyone who's not in my world and by my world i mean get on my email list if you go to my bio you click the little picture of me up on the left there i think you have to click one more button you go to my bio there's a link there to go get a hypnosis session that i made for you it's free because again i i have the robin hood model i call it i it costs a lot to work with me um there's an investment there but then i give everything away for free too so that's why i get on here every day and just help you guys out um and so go get the hypnosis session it's the new thin me it's a kickstart session and then watch the training i give you right after that it's three steps to master your weight i got a new training coming the weight mastery pyramid it's awesome and it'll explain how to lose weight for good in a much more constant comprehensive way than you've ever seen it's completely free and then i email you every day again encouraging you supporting you to think this way so you're hyped about your weight now because you're listening to me um, but that'll go away if you don't reinforce it. So you can reinforce it for free just by getting on that email list. All right. Um, Allison is good. Good evening from the UK. Hello, Allison. I love my UK people. I'm, I'm working on being bilingual. I'm learning, um, British, British, uh, language as I have a lot of clients with that. I just feel the most beautiful at that weight. Well, I think that's great for Yeah. When I'm underweight again, I think underweight relatively is a relative term to be honest. They've done BMI stuff, overweight people that are in the overweight range, not obese, not severely overweight, but in the a bit over the next category in the overweight, they're a lot of times just as healthy as people in no, normal weight. So um, underweight, I would imagine, is somewhere in that ballpark too. So again, being underweight in a healthy way, th- that's your right. I mean, I, again, I don't, I have to be very careful what I'm saying. I, I think it, if you're healthy, you know, that that's your choice. We all get to choose what we're going to weigh, you know, but again, being un, un, underweight and being sickly, being underweight and unhappy is not that. But but if you want to be a slightly underweight, you know, yeah, that's your choice. That's where you feel most beautiful and happiest. Don't you feel threatened by bitch-ass bullies? Some fat people can be strong, too. <laughs> what? Don't you feel threatened by bitch-ass bullies? Some fat people can be strong, too. I don't know what that means. Um, yeah, sure, but I feel threatened sometimes, for sure. I listen. I'll, I'll, so I'll just, I, this is not what you mean, probably, but um, I will tell you, I just invited someone by accident. Um, I will tell you, like, the, there's, as a guy, right, but, but I'm just going to highlight this. What's really controlling your weight is a lot of subtle, subconscious things. And so when I say you weigh what you want to weigh, one of the things I, I mean by that is that for women, a lot of time, they want to be overweight because... Maybe they had a bad experience um, with a man, you know, and they got were assaulted on some spectrum of that level or, or some level of that spectrum, I mean. And so now they, they created the belief, if I'm going to be overweight to protect myself, you know, this is one example. It's very common. And so now they associate being overweight with being safer, you know. So, again, there's always these subconscious things affecting us. I can tell you when I started losing the weight, one part in the back of my mind is I'm smaller now. And so as a guy... I felt weaker. I felt smaller. I felt more threatened. Yes, that was something I had to work through. And then on top of that, um, if you start being a guy in America, and this was 30 years ago, and especially come from me, you know, as a blue collar world, you know, regular guy's guy, and all of a sudden, oh, you're not going to go out and eat wings. You're not going to go out and, you know, get shit faced on beer. You're not going to, that typical guy guy, oh, gives a shit what you eat. And you just, I started doing yoga. I started eating healthy. That's not considered the most manliest thing. And so then there's that aspect of it. So I just share this with you because it's subtle stuff a lot of times. It's dictating our weight that we got to work through in order to get the results we're looking for. I know that's probably not what you meant. I'm not sure what you meant, but Billy says, I'm amazed that I'm not talking nasty to myself. Hypnosis is the missing key. Yeah, Billy, that's exactly right. I'm telling you folks, you always, you hypnotize yourself to be the weight you're at. Your weight is a physical projection of your mental self. And your mental self is a reflection of how you constantly talk to yourself. And you have a real shitty negative voice in your head that's constantly putting you down and making you feel bad about your weight. I'm telling you, that's the number one thing that's affecting your weight. And so you need to change that conversation in your head. That's, a, that's one of the core parts of the program. You're talking yourself right into being overweight in your head. That internal dialogue, a lot of people aren't even aware of it. You know how you're always talking to yourself? It ain't helping you. You've got a very negative, destructive voice in your head that's mean to you and it's causing you to be to overeat and ultimately be overweight 
And so we need to change that voice. And so again, that's a big part of the program. That's where the hypnosis is helpful when it's delivered this way. Again, three sessions is never going to work for you because what happens is you'll listen to it. The first couple of times it'll be amazing. And then what'll happen is you'll start to become more and more aware of the session. And so you need to have different sessions. They need to be fresh and different for them to have the same effect. That's why I do the five minutes a day. Consistency beats intensity. And so if you can listen to the five minutes a day, you're bookending your day with these hypnosis sessions and it has this exponential effect on you. It changes how you think. You know, it, it, again, you know, I've been doing this program. I've been a program myself then out there in the world for 20 years. I always do different versions of it, all the rest of it. But this past year, I really focused on the group coaching version. So I started off, it's like, okay, the daily sessions I added to it, the sleep gnosis sessions, I read it all, the, the workbook trainings, um, and then I add the coaching. And so I offered that for about six months. The program was got rock solid. Then I offered and tested it out without the coaching for a little bit. And that got good results for people too. So now I offer that as well. Um, but both, you know, both programs are great. If you can get the coaching, definitely get the coaching. It's the most valuable piece of it, in my opinion. But I understand financial realities and the program in and of itself. You'll never find a program like this. There's nothing. If you find a program this comprehensive in changing your mindset about weight, you let me know. Okay, please. You're not going to find it. Um, why being alive is so expensive in America? I'm not even living a good life. Um, <laughs> it's like, he's getting this stuff off your chest. Um, yeah, it's expensive living in America. No doubt about it. Everyone on here listening to Jim, I'm doing the $300 plan. I'm worth every penny. It's amazing. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's what I was just saying. It's super. It's, it's the, it's unbelievable. It really is. It's, it's, it's underpriced. I mean, it's the most value you're going to get weight loss wise. I guarantee you, I, I guarantee it. It's, it's just, it's light years ahead of everything out there. It just is. And I get, I don't sit here to bullshit you guys by being falsely modest. It's, there's nothing that comes at it like this. I've got a unique background and the way I come at this is just, it's unique. I don't have to be a scientist. I'm not a genius. It's just, I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. I'm obsessed with this stuff. And I figured out what works in a practical way. I'm one of the very few people that doesn't just tell you what to do that shows you how to get yourself to do it. You know, that's the key thing. Um, that's French. Francis says 20, 20 plus years ago, I wanted to lose 20 pounds to be at my ideal weight and ended gaining a hundred pounds now stuck at fat. Yeah, I mean, that's a common a common thing. And now again, it's not your fault, folks, because the only way you know how to lose weight is to diet. And dieting is the shittiest strategy there is. You know, you don't realize it, but the dieting is, um, the diets are all owned by big food companies. So what you're subconsciously referencing to lose weight is a plan put out there by all the big food companies. Would you trust Nestle, McDonald's, um, Heinz, Kraft to give you a weight loss plan? Would you? <laughs> I wouldn't. And so it's important to understand that Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz. Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. Uh, Atkins Food Products was owned by the same company as Onions, Pretzels, and Cinnabon. Slim Fast owned by the same company owns Ben & Jerry's Ice Cream. The, the strategies they're teaching you don't work because being told what to do doesn't help you lose weight. Understanding how to get yourself to do things consistently does. And you're never taught that with any of these plans. Um, what do you think about the body positivity movement? Um, I like it and I don't like it. I like it because I, I feel like no one should feel ashamed, embarrassed, sad, depressed about their body. I want everyone to change their body through love. And so I like that part of it, that wherever you're at with your weight, with your health, I would love for you to feel love for your body and want to use that love to make yourself feel better. Now, on the other hand, I think the idea that no matter what weight you are, if you're obese or whatever, you can be just as healthy as if you're at a normal weight is not true factually. Um, I think there's no doubt about that, but again, we can, we can believe anything. So um, I don't buy that part of it that yes, you have the freedom to do whatever you want and you shouldn't be judged and you should be left alone. I do think that um, I think overweight bias is one of the last remaining biases. that's acceptable in society. And I think that's not right. Um, because I think every person is more than their weight, you know? So I, I, I believe all that part of it. But again, the part of it where we start blurring the lines that, that your weight has nothing to do with your health, I, I, I don't understand that part of it. I don't find that to be true, you know? So that, that's my thoughts on that one. Um, there is no way to change the brain when it is broken. Um, there is no way to change the brain when it is broken. That's an interesting statement. Um, I mean, there's neuroplasticity, so in one sense, that's not true. 
on another sense, there is genetics. You know, it's the nature-nurture thing, I suppose. Um, I, I don't agree with that. And I, I guess I'll say this, that you would never know until you really used a real approach to do it, you know, because what have you done to change your brain? Most people don't even understand how their brain works in any practical sense. I will share this with you just to give you something solid to sink your teeth into, and it'll find a lot of why you've struggled so hard. Um, one simple kind of way to conceptualize your brain is to think you have a conscious mind and a subconscious mind. Uh, the conscious part of your mind is logical, rational, knows what you should eat to lose weight, knows why you want to lose weight, um, tries to get you to follow that plan to lose weight. That's where your willpower is. This is anatomically your prefrontal cortex, the newest part of your brain evolutionarily. Uh, the rest of your brain, let's just call it the subconscious mind. And this is the part of your brain that runs all your habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. This part of your brain is very energy efficient. The conscious part of your brain is very energy inefficient. And so what most people do is all of your eating behaviors, your thoughts about food, yourself, your weight, all these things are subconscious. They just run on autopilot. And so your eating behaviors are automatic. So we'll give it an example, contextually. Let's just say every night at eight o'clock, you sit on the sofa and eat ice cream. You've done that for the last five years. And so all of a sudden you say, okay, it's Monday, I'm on a diet now. And so you'd assume, okay, I'm not gonna eat ice cream tonight. But all of a sudden eight o'clock comes and you get this idea out of nowhere. Hey, it's eight o'clock, let's have ice cream. And then your conscious mind comes and says, no, 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 we're on a diet, we're not gonna do that. Okay, 30 seconds goes by. Hey, wait a second, it's eight o'clock, let's have some ice cream. No, 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 we're on a diet, remember, we're not gonna have ice cream tonight. The minute goes by. Hey, where's the ice cream? This is, this is weird. No, no, no. Remember, we're on a diet. We're not gonna, and this goes on and on all night long, perhaps. And this is an example of what's going on when you try to lose weight. The diets teach you to have this very conscious-oriented approach to mastering your behavior. And so you use your conscious willpower to make all the decisions. You're not built that way. So the real challenge of why it's hard to lose weight for you is not because the food's so good. It's because you're trying to take conscious control of automated behaviors. And to put it into context, it would be the way you're trying to lose weight would be like if you woke up tomorrow and you said, you know what, I'm going to brush my teeth with my other hand. I'm going to use my computer mouse with my other hand from now on. I'm going to use my phone with my other hand from now on. Now you could do it, but it would take lots of energy to do it. Go do it. Practice tonight. Brush your teeth with your other hand and see what happens. I'll tell you what happens. You have to really think about it and you're going to jab your gums, you're going to miss certain your teeth, and you're going to get annoyed. You're going to get frustrated because you like to conserve energy. It's the main organizing principle of your brain is to conserve energy. And so all of a sudden you're doing this thing that's usually automated, and now you're doing it consciously, and you don't like to, it doesn't feel good. And now if you're trying to do the mouse, and then you add on top of that that you're going to use your phone with the other hand, you have to keep remembering, you have to keep thinking about doing it, and what you're going to find is you're going to stop doing it, you're going back to your automated behaviors. That's your weight loss in a nutshell. Every time you go on a diet, you're trying to consciously take control of automated behaviors. You're not built that way, you know? And so you can take control of your behaviors for a little while, and what do you always do? You always revert back to what you always normally do. So Program Yourself Thin is built around the idea that we're going to use our conscious mind to reprogram your subconscious mind so that you automatically and naturally do the things that keep you at your goal weight. This is why I say... Please upgrade your weight loss goal from, I just want to lose weight, I just want to lose weight, I just want to lose weight, to, I want to get to my goal weight and live the rest of my life at my goal weight on near autopilot. That's a key part of the whole process. And so right from the beginning, we're setting ourselves up to program ourselves to naturally and automatically do the things that keep us at our goal weight. It's, it's, a, it's a completely different approach. So... Most of the things you, everything you've been doing, I'm going to be honest, because I don't know you, but I know this. Everything you've been doing is on the weight loss path. And what I'm talking about here is the weight mastery path. Okay. Because again, how long you want to keep the weight off for? Forever? Okay. But how you're approaching it is always short term thinking. And so I'm talking about you living at your goal weight for the rest of your life. Dieters think about weight loss in time frames of days, weeks, and months. Weight masters think about their weight loss in terms of years, decades, and forever. And that's the biggest difference, you know, is that shift. Um, how long would you give yourself to correct your worst habit before moving on to the next one? Um, that's a great question. And it's just dependent on how quick you're able to make progress with your worst habit. I, I love that question, though, because that's what I always suggest to people. So you may have heard me say that. Start Because what does a dieter do? They try and change everything all at once day one, right? 100% going to be perfect with my eating. It's an overcorrection. You can't keep it up. So I suggest you start by focusing on your worst habit. And so how long do you go at it? Well, until you have strategies in place where it's pretty easy. Right? So for me, it was my eating at night. 
And I worked on that for months until I had strategies and I gotten used to, and I developed a neurology, the muscle memory, the habitual patterns of the subconscious programming of not eating at night. And once it got kind of comfortable and familiar and I started getting in the groove with it, it didn't take too much effort. Then I move on to the next one. You know, if you're really ambitious, you can work on your worst habit and then work on optimizing your first meal of the day. Okay. But I wouldn't do much more with that. So yeah, I wish I could give you a more clear cut answer, but it's really about, it's not just the results you're getting with that worst habit, but it's also, see what most people just look at the outcome. We have to look at the process too. So it's not just, oh, I haven't eaten at night. It's, oh, I haven't eaten at night and it feels pretty easy. It's normal and natural and it just feels like I don't even expect to eat at night. It's just kind of, it's embedded now. It seems easy. So you got to take that piece into the equation too because you only got so much energy. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's just, you are in such a trance with the diets. You know, this idea, are you telling me, are you right now, are you the only person in America who's just got an abundance of energy and time and effort just available? And so you're just going to start tomorrow completely eating differently. You know how much energy that takes? You don't have that much energy, I'm going to guess. I don't. So what we have to do, right, where you're trying to change everything, you're all or nothing, right? You have to become all or something. And um, it's really more a process of going from nothing to something, from something to something more, something to something more. And sometimes you go to all, great, great, great. But what's making a way bigger difference, this is the 1% process, you want every day you get 1% better at what you're doing. It's manageable. It's consistent. It's sustainable. And by the end of the year, you're not 365% better. You're exponentially better, but you're never approaching your weight loss like that. You're trying to do it all, all at once and it's not working. Again, your, your obsession with fast weight loss probably has you achieving no weight loss. You know, how much weight loss last six months last year? If it's none, then not, you know, you got to do something different, you know? Um, whoops. Yeah. Definite think the repetitive nature of you program is extremely helpful. It helps build a habit. Yeah, quite contrary, Mary. I like that name. Yeah, the repetitive nature. That that's the point. So I was saying this yesterday. A lot of people will say, okay, what's what's like oh, my biggest challenge is consistency. I hear that all the time. I'm I'm struggling with consistency. Yeah, no shit. You're you're going from doing nothing with your weight loss to doing everything perfect. You know, I would say metaphorically, it's like you never played the piano. You want to play the piano? They're like, I want to learn it quick. I'm going to play for an hour every day. You know, okay. Let me, let me see. Let me see. Or, or five hours every day. Let me see how it is after the first day when your fingers are killing you. How's the second day going? Oh, you're not practicing all because your fingers hurt and you hate the piano now? Well, how's the third day going? Oh, you didn't do it today? Oh, it's a week. You haven't done it since that first day? Oh, you need to work on consistency. You don't need to work on consistency. You need to work on your fucking strategy. You got no strategy. Just going all out. Oh, I'm going to do it perfect now. No, you're not. How much more evidence do you need to see? You're not. So you need to develop. That's what Program Yourself Thin is all about, developing consistency. What easier way is it? Can you commit to five minutes every morning? Yeah, I could do that. And all of a sudden, for the first time, you feel like, holy shit, I could do this. Because you don't feel that with your weight loss plans. You're, you're just like, it's like being on the front row of a roller coaster. You're white knuckle. Oh my God, I don't know what I'm going to, oh, you start your plan. It's like, you're already stressed, depleted, tired, exhausted, all the rest of it. And now you just double down on all your stress and tiredness and exhaustion by starting a diet. And you wonder why you can't stick to it is the weird part. It's because it, it's not a good plan. It doesn't make sense to go from zero to a hundred in one day and expect you're going to stay at a hundred every day from them. <laughs> it's not even an option. It's not even an option. I don't get it. What a crazy world. Again, you've just been programmed by the diets to think that way. Millions of diet ads you've seen in your life, you know? Before, after picture, how long it take? Before, after picture, how long it took him to get there? Before, after picture. And then the one thing. Every diet's the one, one tactic. Stop eating carbs. Just count your points. Just stop eating for 16 hours. Just stop eating meat. Just stop eating vegetables. Just stop eating this. Just, just, just do this one thing. They do that because they know you're overwhelmed, right? So they, they create the simplest conceptual idea to lose weight they can come up with. Just stop eating carbs. Well, shit, it, what could sound easier than that? The flip side of that coin is completely change how you eat. <laughs> just stop eating carbs. That sounds easy. I could do that. Yeah, oh yeah, can you? Can you? Just start tomorrow? Uh, yeah, let me know how it goes. Let me know. How many times are you going to start your keto plan again next Monday? <sighs> right? <laughs> Good Lord. So, again, programming yourself, it, it makes that point, right? I remember someone's like, Okay, I want to get the program, but does that mean it was it was a Thursday night? I was doing a call on a Thursday night. Like, I want to get it, but I got people coming this weekend. So it's like, do I have to start tomorrow with a meal plan? No. 
Because there is no fucking meal plan like that. That's the problem. This idea that you're going to pop into a 1,200 calorie a day meal plan starting tomorrow, you know? So it's like the meal plan, you figure out, again, you, you work on it and you figure out what works best for you. But there's no rush. I don't give a shit. You want instant weight loss results, you knock yourself out. Go do what you're going to do. If you want permanent weight loss results, this is the program, you know? And you need to develop a sense of consistency, you know? God, you just take for granted. You know, it's funny because even in the mindset section, we have a maintenance piece. It's right in the beginning because program yourself, then we start with maintenance. This fucking idea. I, it, it, this is a crazy ass idea when it comes to dieting that you, that, don't take this personally. I'm, I'm saying that the general you, but if it, if, it, if it rings true, it rings true. What do you want from me? But does it make any sense that you who have tried to lose weight a hundred times uh, by starting on a Monday, no carbs, 1200 calories, count my points, whatever your plan is, and you never get past a couple days. Maybe you get to a couple weeks and you can't keep it up. But why would you just take for granted that I'll think about maintenance when I get to the goal weight? Don't you think you ought to think about maintenance starting on day one so that you can get to day two? What happens is, talk about programming. Like the diets condition you, they call it the false hope syndrome. And what happens is you're just always living in this fantasy land that you're going to start magically on some Monday being perfect and you're just going to do zoom straight line to your goal weight. Perfect straight line. That is the biggest bunch of bullshit that's ever been sold to the public. It's total bullshit, you know? And even in the rare case you could do that, it's it's because it's, you, you were doing such extreme shit that you're not going to be able to maintain it because what every dieter does is they trade the pleasure of the food for the pleasure of the scale going down. And then the scale stops going down and now you say, I got no pleasure. I'm at my goal weight and I still got stress. Oh Christ, now I got to eat this way for fucking ever? This sucks. Well, you tell me why'd you put the weight back on? You got it off. It's not genetics. It's not willpower. What is it? You know? You never set yourself up to live at your goal weight. You never think in those terms. All you do is you have that obsessive mantra in your head I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose the weight. I just want to lose the weight. I just want to lose the weight. You say that over and over again. And it's not even true because I know you've lost the weight at least once. And then you put it back on. Are you happy that you lost the weight? Was that the goal? Was the goal just to lose the weight? Or are you starting to realize the goal is actually to live at that goal weight? There's a big difference there, you know? Your subconscious mind is very literal. So you got to know how to communicate with it. And you don't, you know, unfortunately. And that's what I teach, you know. But again, you can learn this for free too. Yes, I have a program, but um, I also, I teach all this shit for free. I'm here to help you folks. Again, go to my bio, click on the link, get the hypnosis session, watch the training I give you, get the emails I send you every day, and get the new trainings I always give you. I gave away a seven-day mindset training a couple weeks ago. I got a new weight mastery training I'm about to give you all for free. I literally, a mission in life is to help as many people as possible live at their goal weight. This is why I get on here every day. I have a podcast I put together every day. You go listen to it, program yourself then. Put that shit in your head. If you can get the program, invest in it. A, it's the most amazing program on the planet. B, you've got to invest in things that matter to you. I got a program comes going to be $100, and I will get people that won't do that. If you're not going to invest $100, $300, now again, if you, it's way out of your range, I know there's financial reality, so if that's the case, I'm not talking to you. But if you're watching this on a $1,000 phone, and you're not going to invest $100, $300, $1,000 into living at your goal weight for the rest of your life, what message are you sending your subconscious mind about how important this is? I don't know. <laughs> Just a question. Um, I'm <laughs> This is not LOL. This guy's same funny shit, right? Uh, I want in the AM, and then in the AM I eat healthy, so I'm tricking myself. Yeah, yeah, we are. That's what a lot of programs. Have. It's funny. We're just doing a coaching call, and it's like, it's it's when you when you start getting strategic, right? There, there's another example, right? Like when you approach your weight loss, there's no strategy. There's zero strategy. It's one tactic. Okay, tomorrow I'm not gonna eat for 16 hours. Tomorrow I'm gonna get 1,200 calories. You know, I'm gonna not eat any carbs, no sugar tomorrow, and you use your willpower to try and enforce that one tactic. That's that's your plan. You know. And so you never think strategically. You never think like, okay, how can, you know what? When I get really hungry, I tend to binge. When I get really emotional, I don't have to deal with these emotions, I tend to binge. I can't control my eating. Um, I have this habit of every morning I get up and get a coffee and a donut. You know what I mean? Like you have no strategy. 
no strategy. And it's not your fault. Listen, you've never been taught to approach your weight loss with a strategy. You've been taught to approach it with a tactic. But when you start looking at things strategically, it is unbelievable. This is where I learned all this stuff. I just learned three like incredible, incredible strategies today from my clients because the people in my program are fucking brilliant. You're brilliant. If you're listening to this, I know you're an overthinker. No one listens to me who is not an overthinker, I've learned, because <laughs> I talk too fast and I'm talking high level. So I know if you're listening to me, I know you're an overthinker, which is not the problem. You think that's the problem and it's not. The problem is what you're overthinking. The people that get the best results in my program are the overthinkers because think about it this way. The overthinking is like, it, that happens because your brain is like a supercomputer, right? You got like this fancy sports car for a brain. And you think that's the problem. It's not. The problem is the programs you're running through that supercomputer. You have overweight programming and you're just running it through on hyperdrive and that's why you're getting the results you're getting. And so when you start to put good stuff in there, when you start asking better questions, when you start to conceptualize this process differently with that overthinking brain, you get incredible results. So everything I teach in the program, I have learned from other people that have successfully changed their weight long-term. That was the first thing I did. Again, my life is just a, it's a series of miracles. The biggest one happened when I met my wife. The second biggest one happened when I took a semester off from college, 50 pounds heavier, binge drinking, depressed, lost his shit. Uh, and I, in a month, I came across neurolinguistic programming, hypnosis, yoga, Tony Robbins, personal development, meditation, guitar, martial arts. I shit you not. I didn't deserve to come across that stuff. I didn't do it on purpose. It just happened. The universe smiled on me and I welcomed it. And NLP, neurolinguistic program, is the science of modeling, role modeling. And what I learned from that is that I said, instead of listening to all these people around me that are overweight, tell me how to lose weight, I'm going to go find the people that have lost weight and kept it off. Find out what they did. And again, the beauty of NLP is it's not just about what they did externally. Oh, tell me what you ate. Tell me what, what exercise program you do. It's this, what's going on inside their head. And I began speaking to these people and it was instant, instant enlightenment. I was like, holy shit, that's the difference. They think totally different about food, about their lifestyle, about health, about exercising, about themselves. That's the difference. And um, that's where the program started from, and that's where it continues to get refined and tweaked now. Again, I just I just got off a call about an hour ago, and I, I three of the most elegant solutions, and, and that's what I'm talking about. You're never looking for solutions. You're looking to force yourself to eat better, and that's a short-term strategy. These people are coming with elegant solutions that are custom fit for them that once enacted, it's an antidote. Then you move on to the next thing. You know, and that, that's what I'm trying to put that idea in your mind because you're not doing that at all. And that's why you just keep spinning your wheels to the point that you've been trying to lose weight for decades and you don't know anything more about how to lose weight than you did before you started your first diet. That's the scary part. And that's what I want you to feel that fear because that's terrifying because I talk to people in their 70s and 80s sometimes who still want to lose weight. There's no nothing. You don't just figure it out. You have to learn this. And um, it's really important, you know. But uh, once you understand it, again, you, it puts you on the path of mastery. And you start to feel like there's foundation under you. You start to understand what you're doing. You don't know what you're doing. You're on a hamster wheel. You just keep going through the same process over and over. You don't think about anything. You're overweight. Then you get really upset. The pain, spontaneous pain-based motivation. What, tell me this isn't triggered the last 20 times you tried to lose weight. You stepped on the scale. Holy shit. You saw a picture of yourself. Oh my God, I know it was that big. The clothes you swore would always fit. Don't. Oh my God. You got to go to the doctor. Oh God, what am I doing with my life? You see your reflection. Someone says something shitty. You get so upset. That's it. I got to lose the weight. Okay, here goes all mode. Now you, you fall into your plan, whatever it is. You do it 100% for a couple days, a couple weeks. You get distracted. You get bored. You get sick of it. You go back to what you always did. And you just keep repeating the cycle. You never get any further along. And that's the problem. You know, it doesn't have to be that way. Um, what body fat percentage is the healthiest for women? I don't know. And I think that's a relative answer. I think everyone's, what, what's healthiest for everyone is almost unique. You know what I mean? Um, and I don't, I don't think body fat percentage is necessarily great. I mean, again, there's like BMI, there's, there's general guides to it that I think are good to take into account when you're setting your criteria. But then I think there's other little factors, you know, um, of what makes the best one for you. So I, I couldn't answer that specifically. Um, you make so much sense. I'm mad I didn't find you sooner. I hear you, Kristen. I know that. I know I make a lot of sense. Again, I pride myself on being practical. 
You know, that's what I do with my clients. Because I think everyone in the weight loss world, and I mean like, like literally everyone, they're just telling you what to do. And no one's really helping you get yourself to do it or showing you how to get yourself to do it. So I'm one of the very few. I, I don't even know anyone else who does this shit, to be honest, like from this angle. Um, I'm not saying they're not out there. I, I just don't know who they are. I've had to create all this stuff on my own. You know, and I'm obsessed with it. 5,000 private weight loss sessions. I read 50 books a year. I'm always experimenting with myself. I mean, I am obsessed with this because to me, your, your weight is life and death. You know, it's... um. I don't think about weight loss, just you looking better at the beach. I want you to look better at the beach too. But I think your weight is one of the number one factors that's going to influence how long you're alive and your quality of life during those years, you know? <laughs> Jim knows his stuff. Listen to him. Thank you. Really, I appreciate that. This may be a dumb question, but what is binge eating? Is the same as snacking? Um, you know, binge eating is one of those things. I'm sure there's a, a an accepted specific definition, but... um people are all different. So I don't like those because <laughs> one person's binge eating is not another person's, right? So binge eating can be anything. It's, it's times when you're overeating, losing control of the eating. Again, there's the extremes of it. You know, it's a spectrum thing, right? And so um, binge eating could be like eating too much at night after dinner, you know? So I think it's relative to the person. But basically I would say like when you're eating more than you want to and um, what triggers it typically are the two big things. You're over-restricting and you're way too hungry and or there's some emotional thing you don't know how to deal with and you're using the, the food to distract yourself from it or in an extreme to get into that binge shame cycle to avoid some deeper emotional thing you don't know how to deal with or don't want to deal with, you know. Um, and then there's obvious other things too, but those are the two starting places I think are helpful um, to, to do it. If I started with a diet, binging regularly is a compulsion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. <laughs> I, I, I totally agree. It's, it's called the counter-regulatory effect. It's well-defined, um, or in more layman's terms, the, the what-the-hell effect, and it's specific to dieters, that when you restrict your eating very rigidly, it's tend to follow by over-consuming, by, by binging, you know? So that's, um, that, that's, one follows the other pretty consistently. So what's the solution? To just never binge, <laughs> to just stay strict, right? That's what people want to say, but... Um, I don't know. Good luck with that. So again, program yourself thin is a much more, it's a, it's much more comfortable. Again, I, I, so I, in, in the most simplest of terms, program yourself thin is really this calm, calm weight loss. It's about creating a, a state of calm. And this gets into your nervous system, right? Cause you got two nervous systems, sympathetic, which is your fight, flight, or freeze. And your parasympathetic, which is your rest, digest, pause, and plan. And I'm going to guess without knowing you that you have an overactivated sympathetic nervous system. You're stressed a lot, right? Are you stressed a lot? <laughs> I'm just guessing. Um, we're all stressed, right? And so you think, you know, I know how to lose weight. I need more stress. Because <laughs> don't you feel stressed every time? Why do you think you don't start the diet? It's not a trick question. Why do you think you don't start the diet that's going to make you lose weight? You want to lose weight more than anything in the world. So why don't you start doing the things that are make you lose weight? It's not a trick question. It's because you don't want to do them, right? All or nothing. So you're doing nothing and doing all is a huge jump. It's a huge burst of energy it's going to require. It's too much. That's why I say you want to be all or something. Let's go. Instead of thinking you're going to go from nothing to all, which is the goofiest thought in the world. I don't blame you for it. You've been conditioning things this way from the diets. But let's think about going from nothing to something, from something to something more, something more to something more and more, you know? 1% better every day. And we want to just do it calm and relaxed. Over-restriction leads to overeating typically, you know? And it's just, once you realize that, it's plain as day. So what do we do? We just, we take a slower approach. We don't try and change everything all at once. We go to work on our worst eating habit. Let's resolve it. Let's find an antidote for it. Once we have that antidote, we move on to the next thing. And if you approach it this way, you create a firm foundation under you and you're calm and you're relaxed so that you're not just losing weight, you're doing it in a way that makes you feel good on day one. I always joke, we had a bunch of people join the program last Friday and I've been joking for years, program yourself in is the only weight loss program in the world I think that you would ever start on a Friday, right? Because <laughs> it's like, who starts a plan on a Friday? That's when you're gonna, gonna get your last hurrahs and before you start, you know? And, um, but, but again, with program yourself thin, it's not some crazy meal plan. You're going to start tomorrow. It's, can you wake up and listen to a five minute hypnosis session? Cause it puts like good stuff in your head consistently. 
You know, it builds up that consistency. It builds up, well, I can do this. It builds up good, putting good stuff in your brain. So, yeah, Vivian, Vivian knows what she's talking about. Consistent small steps leads to bigger long-term results. You know, that's the secret. Again, your brain's not, here's the trick of the brain, right? Your brain doesn't, it doesn't appreciate small things. It doesn't appreciate making 1% improvements a day because it feels like that's not going to lead to anything. So it's kind of like, it's not motivating. But so it's the only thing that motivates it is dramatic instant results, you know? Um, so that's why the diets appeal to you because, oh, instant results, I'll get that. But you have to recognize this and you have to strategize against it because your brain's always going to want instant results. That's what's most motivated by. So you need to strategically deal with that. That's what program yourself then literally is a response to, you know? What's up, Karen? From Delaware, <laughs> I was thinking that today. That was the funniest shit. I I swear, I was like, I I don't know why I thought you're from the UK. That was just so funny to me. And then you're from uh, Delaware, right where I go. That's just so funny. That was that was funny to me. These little steps, small changes are painless and yield big results. Must be patient. Yeah. Again, it comes back to the statement that most people overestimate how much weight they can lose in a month and underestimate how much weight they can lose in a year. And again, I just to really challenge you with this. With your obsession on fast weight loss, how much weight have you lost the last six months last year? It's a trap. It's a mental trap. You know, it's a carnival game and you're being tricked and you got to wake up from it, you know, and get on a path of mastery because the year is passing. You're going to wake up next year at this time, hopefully. And at that year, if you're still looking for the next diet, oh, maybe I'll do Ozempic this year. Or maybe I'll start Weight Watchers again. I'll do keto again. Jesus, no, it's not going to work. You're going to be in the same spot 10 years from now with that approach, 20 years from now. And so, um, oh, you listen to an audible? That's cool. I don't know. I, I, I forget. I don't even know where I am. I got, yeah, that, that's what's put up. But um, yeah, listen to me every day is smart. You know, it really is. Again, because I'm not just talking to you. Uh, I'm saying things. I'm a hypnotist. I'm a neurolinguistic programmer. So I'm communicating in a way that's different than the average person. My intention is to influence your subconscious mind. And so I'm, I'm, my goal is to not just give you information, but to literally change the way that you think about things, to give you new concepts, new ideas, new metaphors, um, and to repeat them and reinforce the most important ones. So yeah, I get people all the time just listening to stuff to losing weight, you know, and it's comfortable and easy. That's what I want you to take into account too. All right, I got to get out of here. It's time for dinner. I'm going to get going. It was a busy day today.